0: Hello, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Anna Loda from readerbook.com.au. I'm a lifelong reader and book lover and a long-time book club member. 15 years, I can't believe it. I've been a bookseller for 13 and now I'm a reviewer and blogger. This is a weekly podcast celebrating that love of books and reading. I'm so excited to be in New Year's today. Before we get started, can I quickly pay my respects to the Dharawal people of the Uyora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which I work, play, read and live on. Along with the traditional owners of the lands throughout Australia, I pay my respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Let's get started. So in a few seconds, I get to chat with debut author Samir Shard, author of The Matchmaker, which I've only just finished reading. Um, I know that it came out earlier this year, but oh my goodness, what a delight. I can't believe I let it go for so long without jumping on it. It was such a quick read, such a fun read. Yeah, it definitely read like a rom-com. It was so much fun. It kind of gave me Notting Hill feels or... The Made in Manhattan, I think that's the one with Jennifer Lopez in it, uh, early 2000s. Oh, it was just such a treat, such a romp of a novel and was so much fun. But I also learned so much. Um, So it's all about matchmaking in the Desi community in Sydney. So it was great to see my hometown from a different perspective because obviously I'm not part of that community. I am not a third culture child, unlike Barack Obama. So it was unreal to see Sydney from that perspective. Oh, here she is! Here, hello. 100%. I love Matchmaker. Um, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I, Cassie Hamer put it on my radar because she interviewed you. I think for Australian Reading Hour. She said it was a wonderful debut. So, of course, anything that Cassie Hamer says, I do. And, oh, my goodness, so I got it then but didn't prioritise it on my bedside table. But, oh, it was such a romp, so much fun.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, like I was going to say, like, if you're ever sick, it's a a good book to read because it's just so, like, you know, it's light and that's my whole thing. Fun. It was
0: so fun. But when I ran to write up my notes for today, oh, my goodness, tackles so many big issues that yeah. you just you got to learn about so funnily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: with yeah, all the- that. That <laughs> was
1: it was because it's something I like if- funnily enough, talked about when I was at the Sydney Writers Festival, where I was like, it's a romance and it's a rom-com, but I'm also trying to write and talk about so many different topics and themes that are quite mm. important to me, especially mm-hmm. because I don't think I'd read anything like what I was attempting to write, you know, no. it was very culturally specific and, you know, talking about community that I guess a lot of people in Australia might not really know about and and hopefully the world, you know, like I, I hope people around the world I end up reading about it. But so, yeah, so it was, there was a lot of different things themes in there that I wanted to tackle you know especially you know about being an immigrant in a country and what that's like and so and and then you know also keeping it like light and fun so that was definitely
0: and and just such a romance yeah absolutely but I said that in my intro it's set in Sydney which is my my Sydney as well but oh my goodness such a different perspective like there's so many different communities in Sydney and so it was fun to see the streets but also oh my goodness I learned so much Yeah, you get a little tour of Sydney and and, and the parts of Sydney that we don't often get to see, right?
1: So, you know, like I grew up with, um, you know, you got your neighbours and you got your your, uh, home and away, which is all set on the (laughs) beach. And it's a very specific perspective that we get of our city. And I really wanted to show that there's so many different communities here. And especially, if you you know, we end up staying in our own sort of suburbs and we really get to know those suburbs really well. But if you just travel a little bit, you'll discover like a whole other, other place and that's something that I I'm lucky I've got like quite a lot of family who live in Sydney who live in the western suburbs so I I managed to get out there quite a lot so like Penrith and Harris Park and you know even like I have some friends who live in Caramatta and like Kemba like they're all so different from each other and so I wanted to just give a a taste of that as well as the fact that whenever I see Sydney represented it's not seen as like an urban center we're very urban Mm. you know like you go to the city you go to Ultimo you know, which is where Simon lives.
0: And it's an urban city. It's it's a city. And I want to see that reflected, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but it was just wonderful. It was so well done. And yeah, exactly. I just, you could see everything so clearly. And it's just that little bit removed from where I normally hang out. And it's a whole other world. It was- Where are you in Sydney? Cronulla. Oh, yeah, yeah. Finished at Bulaway High, live in Cronulla now, like very, very insular, very tacky. (laughs) I have a friend, funnily enough, who moved
1: to Cronulla and uh, opened a bakery uh, for a bit, so...
0: Yeah, running a bakery helped her really get to know everybody. So Yes, absolutely. I had my shop for 13 years and you feel like you know everybody now. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so tell me please, so the book touches on the casual racism. I don't know. I know that we've only got a 30-minute Zoom and that's not something that you can just cover in the chat. but I loved the way that it made me think about how many times as a white person, I think it's something to be so conscious of. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, um, you know, it's
1: funny. It just, I think it came out in the writing and I really wanted to get people who might not know what it's like to be in, you know, someone like my shoes and what, you know, what are my daily experiences? But and, and that's kind of what I was trying to get through with with Cal, you know, and how he was constantly being compared to Dev Patel, which is kind of like, oh, what a tragedy. But, <laughs> <I know>. it, <laughs> but it it made him think, like, what? Do I look like uh all brown people? And, and there was that um I mean, even just a couple of years ago, you know, like you've got like quite a lot of like South Asian and Asian celebrities who get confused for each other right and it's in the media and so I was kind of trying to you know kind of reference that but talk about it in a way that sort of presents it as this is what it's like this is the reality of it without getting so bogged down in having to explain you know. Um, So through Cal You know, I could really just talk about, like, this is what he's felt like. And this is an experience of many immigrant people. And just to sort of present that to the
0: readers. Mm. Oh, it was just so well done. And just in the fluffiest, funnest, nicest, most romantic (laughs) covering completely. (laughs) I can't believe how much it gave me pause to think about these things. It was wonderful, especially the third culture kid. So I know that Barack Obama describes himself as one, and I've always kind of meant to look up what it was but it wasn't until reading this novel that I actually investigated and gosh it affects so many people it thank you so much for prompting me to do it Oh, no! Look, I think early enough having a lot of conversations
1: about third culture kids with people, and I think it's because so many have recognized themselves in that mm. label i guess and 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 I didn't have a label to to my upbringing, so you know, I was born in Pakistan and I lived in the Middle East and then I moved to Australia when I was twelve um and so anyone who's lived in a culture different to the one of their parents is is a third culture kid when they're mm. growing up. And that kind of really ha- has a real interesting impact on the way you perceive the world. I think for me, I've always kind of felt on the outside, perhaps because of that. I mean, when I was 22, I moved to the UK and lived there for 10 years. And so, you know, I, I feel like I can look in into a society, into a community, but at the same time, I too was like, okay, well, this whole phenomenon of third culture kids, which I only came across in 2008 because of Barack Obama, um, is like, what what does that mean for us? And then came across all this research about how, like, you know, and this is something that I write in the book as well, it's, it's mm. like, you don't kind of feel like you belong in a place, but you are very good at connecting with people and bonding with people because we've had to we've had to like with, if we are moving around quite a lot you've had to make those associations so um, yeah so it's just something that I, that really interests me and I thought oh, well I'm gonna add that
0: extra layer pal's identity and sort of Mm. see where that goes oh it was just it's so thought-provoking as a white person who's in the dominant culture like it's not something that I've ever had to think about but yeah, I think I was always jealous of everybody else's lunches. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, and and like I just think of my own kids, right? So my so my husband's Scottish and so my kids have such a multi, you know, cultural mm. yeah, multicultural background, but like yeah, they've they've been and have so many influences, you know. So I, I just think like it's going to keep broadening like our whole aspect of culture and yeah. and it's not it's not binary, you know and and this leads on to you know something else that I really wanted to to do with the novel was to show that even though both protagonists Cal and Simon come from the same culture, our culture isn't a monolith. So you know you can have so many people, yeah. From similar cultural background but yep. can be really different people yes. and so yep. that's yep. why it was important that they were both brown protagonists because that's something that i hadn't seen but also were from a similar culture but so so different
0: so so different yeah i got to think about everything with this novel it was so well done and so it, does this happen in sydney today the matchmaking um i think it does i think it does you know like uh so the the
1: the whole reason I came across this The concept of even like writing a book about a matchmaker was because someone who I knew came to his parents and said, You know, I want to have an arranged marriage, which I thought was really fascinating because why would you in this day and age want to have an arranged marriage? And that's kind of like led me down this whole path of thinking about arranged marriages. And, you know, in his case, it was because he'd come out like an eight year relationship and he was getting older and he wanted to move into this phase of his life where he's settling down and having kids, you know, like he didn't want to muck around. Yeah. And, 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 you know, since then I've spoken to a lot of single friends and not, you know, from the same cultural background as me, like just from everywhere. And, and people are like, look, the app life, like dating apps are exhausting and really terrible. And so. Uh, I would love to have, like, a matchmaker. Like, I'd love to be able to outsource this whole aspect of my life. Yeah.
0: Get <laughs> someone else to choose, you know, like a short list for me and I try them out and I go to them. And that level of fate and... as well, like it's meant to be. And Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And I think, so. Oh my god! Someone told me the other day she's on on the dating apps at the moment. She goes, you know, it's a real numbers game, and I, I'm lucky. I've never, I've never used, I've never used dating apps, but like, you know, she's like, you just have to try and hit as many people and you chat with them, like you're chatting with 30 people and you hope like five of them respond. And out of those, like maybe two are nice. And I was like, that sounds super exhausting. Yeah. yeah That's exhausting. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and yeah. And the opposite saying, of romantic. Like,
1: opposite, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I know having said that, look, I know people have found person they love on these apps because it's a reality, but, but I just thought, you know, it'd be really interesting to explore like a different option yeah, to have like a matchmaker, but it does, Still happen like there are still some matchmaking I think agencies here but they operate on a very small scale because I think um the South Asian community here is quite small and people who are usually doing it are doing it as usually a hobby but but look I think that there is a real there's a real business there someone just needs to get on it yeah absolutely it does it sounds completely viable Like and, and not restrict yourself you know I
0: mean I don't want give anything away in the book but yeah to like one community Yeah, absolutely no. oh my goodness well I just I love the matchmaker I can't wait to see what you do I think there's an audible book that of yours should I get that get it <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, uh, the Love for Life, which is the Audible book, is is very different. I mean, it's the the only thing that's similar to it is that they're both matchmakers. But Love for Life is a family drama. And it's really about a couple who are older, who are trying to reconnect and, and also reconnect as a family because they have a daughter who runs away. And so when they're trying to find her, they are coming together. And so it's really about finding love again for the first oh, time. So it's, it's very right. different. It's not. I think it's nice. But, um, but yeah. I was really surprised like i i saw it like it was in the top five of romance downloads for audible and i was like how, how did that happen but but it's, uh, it's it's really good and you know i think romance as a genre is, is changing i'm sure you've noticed it as well like it's yes. becoming so much more like it's just developing i think you know yeah. in so many ways it's and coming and into its own people- isn't it yeah. yeah and i think you can tell so many stories now and even though it's considered romance it's yeah. you know there's so much that you can add to it yes. and i really hope that people give it the opportunity because i know till this point even now people don't take romance uh very seriously right as a genre and that's not given it, that same mistake missing exactly exactly yeah they it's not given that same sort of literary you know i don't know credibility and honestly do yourself a favor because there are so many different romances I've been reading, and and are telling stories around just like yeah. the romance itself yeah. and the worlds around it. So, and I'm I'm finding it really interesting. Like really big writers, like you know Curtis Sittenfeld's not written
0: um, romantic, romantic comedy. comedy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like authors are getting into this genre because they're seeing that people are really. You know, stories that you
0: can tell it. a great stories through the romantic comedy. Like this one, like The Matchmaker, so much more than just a rom-com, but oh my goodness, it was the funnest rom-com ever. Like you can do that with the romance genre. You would I've gotten this story if I was a thriller reader. I, I don't think so, but yeah, it's so good. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, like I I don't know. I felt like it, it really helped me tell a story of a community and a culture and also just keep it really fun and light. And uh, and I know we were talking about this initially, but it was. A challenge, you know, to balance that—that mm. that whole thing about the, the the heaviness and the dramatic mm. stuff and the light and the romantic stuff—and that's why it took me, you know, two years to edit this book to get to a point yeah. because initial drafts that I had written had more of um, Simon's backstory, you know, with her dad oh, and her yeah. mom and what happened. Yeah. And, and and when I was working with the editor at Penguin, and she was like, "Oh, you know, this is making it perhaps a bit too dramatic," and it was really interesting for me just to see how much do I. Balance that. how much do I refer to this this sort of trauma that she went through without
0: moving away too far from the whole the fact that it is a rom-com. Well you definitely get a sense of her background but perhaps it's not as taxing on you. Yeah would have been yeah 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 oh that's so yeah
1: yeah it's really interesting I I found it really interesting and and I think like romance as a genre has so many very specific conventions you know like we all know like enemies to lovers and like the meet cute and all those kind of things you know which I have tried to include in my book but which was so fun uh, to read in your book (laughs) as well yeah absolutely yeah thanks and so yeah so it was and, and that's the thing, like I was writing this during COVID um, lockdown and there was so much uncertainty and darkness around. And I was like, how to write something that entertains people, you mm-hmm. know, and that people can pick up and just like forget about all the stuff, all the mm-hmm. things that are happening around them and just kind of lose themselves in a world that's fun and, and, yeah, and yeah, makes yeah. them happy. You know? My ultimate aim was with this. It's like, you know, my thing is just to entertain people, keep you happy. And if it does that, then it's great.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I pick up a book because I want to escape and I want the story and I want to feel good. The learning something is absolutely, like, fantastic. I love that. But I'm not reading a nonfiction. That's not what I'm after. That's just a happy accident. Yes, exactly. So, yeah,
1: so that's what I wanted. Like, you know, you, you, you learn something but also, like, it's a happy accident, you know. it's yeah, just,
0: yeah, um, yeah. I feel about, now I like know so much about the Desi community in Sydney <laughs> now. Great. That- I certainly didn't know prior to picking up your book. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. But I also got the nice romance and I got the meat yeah. cute and I got the enemies to lovers. Yeah. yeah, loved it. Got yeah. the full experience yeah. of a rom-com.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm glad. I'm, I'm so happy that it did that, you know, and that it, Um, and I hope it made people laugh, you know, that's always all. Laugh out loud. There, right? there
0: are so many cute lines in there. Yeah, you know, you just never know how, like, the comedy is going to come across, so I'm so happy. I guess you, by the time it comes out, you've read it so many times that the jokes would be falling flat, but, oh, so fun. <laughs> you can't, yeah, it's so
1: funny when you're writing something, like, you know, you've read it so oh, many times, literally four years it took me, right, yeah. and so kind of like, okay, I don't even see now I can't, I can't pull myself away from it, Mm -hmm. you know, to see what, how it's going to be received. And so terrifying. It's so terrifying, Mm -hmm. especially as a debut writer, I'm sure you've heard people who are debut writers tell you, but it's, it's really, really scary. To put a piece of work out there and just not know how people are going to receive it. Yeah, um and so I'm I'm happy that they they seem to
0: like it, you know. Oh, so that's not really just liked, nice. loved. We've loved it. Oh. We've loved it. And we can't see wait to see what you're writing next. And yeah. I oh, hope it doesn't take four more years. <laughs> I've been idolizing your socials and just seeing all of these fantastic events that you've been at and all the great panels that you've been on. Oh, you've done a wonderful, wonderful tour. It's been oh, so thank good. you.
1: Yeah no it's been it's been really great and i'm so happy i'm so happy that people are like more open-minded about romance now um because when i was writing it i heard like a lot of people say look festivals don't invite romance authors or talk
0: about romance so to see festivals start to do that is great mm-hmm. we love a romance the readers and we love talking to yeah. all types of authors but it doesn't have to be literary
1: 100 and also mm-hmm. i hope it, it shows them that there is definite appetite to hear Definitely. right people yeah. talk talking uh, about romance and how that Mm. works so yeah
0: yeah I know I'm part of the Northern Beaches Readers Festival and whole aim was to get more commercial like a commercial fiction festival Mm. and they're so fun and like it's what we read as readers so it was just yeah it's silly to be knocking it it's silly to be I don't know pretending that nobody reads it because we do we love it yeah yeah exactly you know like
1: people who read romance are avid readers and yes. i i would say as a literary festival you need to get those really excited and yes. avid readers involved absolutely. in some way because yeah. you know we get yeah. we're, we're interested and excited it about
0: sold out. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so i'm glad well i'm so excited for the future of reading <laughs> yes <laughs> of course I we're, we're, yeah i think we're really entering a golden age this is unreal we've got so many wonderful authors so many wonderful novels coming out so much to get excited about we're such mm-hmm. a talented country <laughs> we do punch above our weight though don't you think oh, like we're yeah, we're
1: absolutely. really you know trying
0: I think considering how small like a population yeah. we are compared yeah. to everywhere else so yeah, yeah for sure yeah well thank you so much for chatting with me no this worry. morning this was such an honor okay so that's it for this conversation thank you so much for joining me please leave a review wherever you can but especially where you found my reader book podcast if you'd like more connection please head on over to the readerbook.com.au there's plenty of book reviews and recommendations there and that's also where you'll find my blog and i would love 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 to welcome you into our community there's a membership page on readerbook.com.au there are three levels the first is free and i'm so hoping that you would like to help me build my online community where we can enjoy reading more together thank you